All right, everybody. Welcome back to Fat Stacks. Season 2, Episode 2. Ready to rip it. Guys showed up. Guys viewed the video. We need to get more views next time, though. We need to get more likes, more views, more subscriptions. We're doing... We're coming in hot. Boys, how are you feeling? Pretty solid. Fantastic, Tyler. Fantastic. How are we feeling about this Kyrie going to Dallas? And... The Nets getting Spencer Dinwiddie, and I don't even know who else. All right. Nets won the trade. I think so. Oh, yeah. I would agree. So, how do you think that dynamic of Luca and Kyrie is going to be? You got to have at least. Ball. You got to have at least some big man. Uh, focus, you know, or someone that can score down low on your team, and they don't have that, and. uh I don't know. It's going to be interesting sharing the ball with those two. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Luca obviously needs the ball in your hand. That's your franchise piece. Kyrie needs the ball in his hand. Um, I thought Dallas, uh, definitely lost his trade. If I had to give him like a, a, a grade, it'd be like a C minus a C. Um, I think that. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's been playing fantastic this year. You give that up. You give up uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, who can guard one through five. Um, I don't know really what Dallas was thinking here. I think Brooklyn got better. Um, you give the ball – you put the ball in uh, Kevin Durant's hands more often. Uh, the best scorer in the league, in my opinion. Um, you get great defense for, for Dorian Finney-Smith. You get a good score with Spencer Dinwiddie. Um I think Nets got better, and they got three draft picks. So, uh, I I don't know. I don't know really what Dallas was thinking. If I had to give Brooklyn a grade, I'd give them a I'd give them a B. You know, just a solid B. It, it really wasn't a, a good trade for either team, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I guess Nets you could give them a B plus for getting rid of Kyrie. So that's that's just where it's at. I think really no team got extremely better. Dallas got worse and Brooklyn got a little bit. I just uh eh trade. My uh, I, I was I was kind of surprised they were willing to give up Spencer Denley because I, I felt like he had to stay on that team. Like it, it's pretty much Spencer Denley, Christian Wood, and Luka Doncic, and you traded away one of those guys in order to get another one back. Like it was, and sure Kyrie might be an improvement, but Spencer Denley is a I don't know. He, I feel like he's a night in, night out guy. Everyone kind of likes him. I don't think, you know, I mean, you're kind of bringing Kyrie in on this, and we'll see how Kyrie adjusts to the Dallas life and if he can, uh, you know, get his head screwed on straight. Yeah, I got a uh, bet before the, it wasn't before the season, it was middle of the season when the Nets were doing pretty bad. Plus 1400 to win the NBA championship. It's looking okay. All right. They're going to be in, the, they're going to be in the mix, I think. They're going to be in the mix in the East. Katie. Yeah. If you remember in season one of the podcast, if that's what we're referring it to, uh, me and Garrett had a bet about Brooklyn and the Toronto Raptors. So uh, you want to talk about that, Garrett? I don't remember what this was. It was a $20 bet, if I yeah. do remember, about who would finish – higher in the standings who'd finish higher at the end of the season and it, you had toronto and i had brooklyn so um i just want to 
refresh everyone's memory on that. Well, you're looking pretty good right now. So, <laughs> all right, let's let's flip over. Same sport, but we're going to college. It's our bread and butter. College basketball, boys. We did hot. We are hot. Season one or season two, episode one. The Iowa State, Indiana. All of us are on the same page, and it ended up coming through big time. I mean, it was easy. I mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, Indiana. You know, obviously are at home, but still taking care of business against the number one team in the country is is uh you know nothing to um nothing to be really disappointed in. I mean, they they stormed the court even though they're ranked. We're not going to talk about that, but it's an in-state rivalry. I, I really do like storming the court on that. You know what I mean? In-state, just a little bit bad blood in there. Whether they're ranked or not, I think they stormed the court. And so, um, but the Iowa State, didn't really watch the game, but that came through. Iowa State's, I think, even though they're 13, I think they're an underrated team. People don't look at them too much because because uh, there's so much competition in the Big 12, but I don't think people look at them too much as a contender. They definitely are. They they're up there with the big dogs, uh, with with Kansas and and those type teams in the Big 12. A- anything else um, that we have Just the, last weekend? The home home court advantage of the Big 12 is huge. You you really don't realize it until you like actually go and. Yeah, you know I mean, it, it's really huge. If you look at just like the games this year, just like look at home splits compared to road splits, like it's like ninety percent of the time the home team wins, whether it's a good team or a bad team. Yeah, no, definitely. And so let's let's go into tomorrow's slate a little bit, a little bit smaller slate, but it's it's a. I I, I do have a comment on storm right. the court though. I mean, no, you're good. I mean, when you you beat an in-state rival like like that, and Purdue's number one, Indiana hadn't had a win over a number one ranked team in over 10 years. So when you do that, this late in the season, it's crunch time, right? Bracketology. And, you know, this is a big, this is a big deal. Kind of like Tennessee beating Alabama in football. I mean, we stormed the field. It was crazy, but Alabama has been our daddy for 20 years. So when it's a rivalry like that, you finally get the big win. So I like it. And by the way, I mean, Zach Eady, what more can you say about the guy? 33 points, eight rebounds. He almost out-rebounded Indiana by himself. Indiana only had 22 rebounds on the entire game. Purdue had 38. So this whole thing, and we talked about it earlier, about you don't need a big man to make a deep run and win a title anymore. I mean, it's it's showing true. I mean, the, the rebound margin stat is, is as dead as it can be here in 2023. I mean, getting out-rebounded like that and still winning by five is just un- unbelievable. I'm glad you brought up I the Zach Eady thing. Because that this game, I in my opinion, solidified him to win National Player of the Year. I, I mean, think so. He put that team on his absolute back. Like no one else performed at all for that team at all. Like turnover city, and that's why Indiana won. I mean, they how many steals did they have that game? Uh, they had eleven uh, steals. They got out had- by sixteen, but they got eleven steals. So. I think Zach Eady, that game solidified him to win National Player of the Year. Um, and I'm glad that you brought up the the big factor, how bigs don't win national championships. I mean, this game showed you. Like, it's just proofs in the pudding. Hey, I, I mentioned it last podcast. Their guard play is very average at best. Let's just be honest. Uh, lawyer's pretty good, but – Everybody else after that is pretty average, and uh, you can't turn the ball over 16 times to expect to win a game. 
So, yeah, I, it didn't really surprise me the outcome of that game. Well, I mean, we were all on Indiana. I still think Purdue's yep. a good team and can make a deep run. But like you said, I mean, you take away Lawyer and Edie, Purdue <clears throat> didn't have anyone that scored over six points besides those two. I mean, you got to have – if you're the number one team in the nation, you got to have other guys stepping up, and they just didn't I, have that. And, and this is maybe a hot take, bold take, but I'm going to stick by it. I, I think if – I'll be very surprised if Purdue makes it past the Sweet 16. I think the best they could do is Elite Eight. I mean, I'm I'm just being for real about it. Like, I think how how are you going to do? How are these these guards are very inconsistent. I mean, they're like Garrett said, they're very average, they're very inconsistent. You have a game, you go to the Sweet 16. Once you get to the Sweet 16, unless there's like a Cinderella team, you're not facing bad teams anymore. You know what I mean? Well, so you turn the ball over that much, it's going to be a problem, a big problem. Also, another thing to consider is, I mean. Edie played 32 minutes in this game, which is pretty high for him. He doesn't, you know, I mean, normally he's probably on that 26 to 28 minute range because they like to give him a lot of breaks. Um, but w- one thing to consider is, you know, if you get in the tournament, big men do not, big men get in foul trouble a lot more in the tournament than they do in the regular season. We've all seen this. Big 10 play, especially, like they let them play in the Big 10. So uh, you uh, doing that kind of, Hurt. Yeah, I mean, he, if he goes gets uh, in foul trouble the first half of one game, I mean, you're in trouble. Like, you might get behind and not have a chance of coming back unless the lawyer just somehow wills you to a uh, close game the rest of the way for him to get back in the game. But I, I just don't like, I, I don't like the two dimensional. Yeah, I mean, they only have two guys that can really score the ball, and that's about it on offense. Yeah, I, and how bracketology set up right now, they get past. I mean, say they're a one seed. Okay, they play some scrub playing game. Okay, I, they win that game. They play eight nine right now. They have NC State, Boise State, two scrappy teams. All right, so they might they might lose that that game. I think NC State right, right now. Yeah, and then you move NC on to the State. next one. You got UConn and TCU. Okay, so I I think if you bet upsets over guaranteed winners based on seeding, you'd win more games than if you bet the favorites this year in March Madness. I think it's just going to be even That's crazier than last year. I think that – I think once you get, like – I think higher seedings, like when it's, like, 1 to 16, I think you take the 1. But, like, then when you get to, like, a 1-9 or a 1-8, I think it's a little bit more – I think it's closer in competition than it has been in a long time. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, like a Purdue versus NC State or Purdue versus Boise State or even a Purdue versus, like, TCU. Like, I think they have trouble. Like, anyway. But let's get let's get to the uh, tomorrow's slate. ACC matchup. Duke coming off a big rivalry win um, against North Carolina. Um, and Duke's at Miami. Miami, I'm just looking not on I'm not on a sports book. I'm just looking at this. They're they're Miami's favorite by three and a half. Um, I'm gonna start us off. I really like Duke in this spot um to cover the three and a half. Um kind of riding the momentum. I know it's on the road, but riding this momentum a little bit. John Shire's got the guys rolling. Um, and so I, I like Duke in this spot plus three and a half. Garrett, you can go ahead. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I'm not I'm not that big on Miami in the first place. Uh, and uh, I, I I just don't – Isaiah Wong just doesn't appeal to me, and it's a guard play. And uh, I think Kyle Filipowski is going to have a huge game in this one. So him and Jeremy Roach's leadership, I think this Duke team is just getting better as, long, as the season progresses. Yep. So 
Obviously, you got a lot of freshmen, but Jeremy Roach setting the tone and Filipowski having a big day would win them this game, I think. Yeah. Aaron? Yeah. um, I I don't know. Um, Miami, they're so balanced in scoring. I think that if someone has an off night, someone can step up. And I I know Fisher's going to say – Fisher, you're going to say Duke. I would lean Duke. I don't know if I'm going to play okay. it. Because just for the program, I'll take Miami at home. I'll take minus three and a half. The system. Uh, huh? It's a system play. You don't bet against conference teams at home. It's a system play. I know, but I'm doing it for the program, for the fast axe program. Because no, everyone else is on the Duke train. So I'll take I'll take Miami minus three and a half. I'll put a unit on there. Um, I really like how Isaiah – Isaiah Wong plays. He's a, a little crafty guard. Um, I just think the guard play is going to show up tomorrow against Duke. Um, so I'll take minus three and a half. And we did – I think we all might have leaned Clemson on Saturday, and Miami ended up winning that game by four on the road. So we will have to give them their dues there. No, I agree. We're going We're going to the Big 12, and, and this is going to be Texas at Kansas. Big matchup. Uh, eight versus ten right now, and uh, but it looks like the line just changed to Kansas minus four. Kansas minus four. Fisher, you gonna take us away on that one? Yeah, look, Kansas is in a spot that they're not used to. Uh, they're looking up in the conference. They're not in first. They're not in second. They're in a four-way tie for third right now. Um, that's off a, the rip. I think it was Texas. Real quick, Texas. That's, is- the, that's the fifth best team in the country right there. That's tied for fourth in their conference. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. It's all, it's all it's all love, buddy. But look, yeah, I mean they're tied with uh, Kansas State, uh, Baylor, and TCU, and then right behind them, you got Oklahoma State in seventh in the conference. So they had a big win on Saturday. Number eight, you got West Virginia. They had a thirty-two point win against Oklahoma on Saturday. Like there's eight, you know, possibly eight tournament teams there. So Big Twelve, really fun. But um, without looking too much. At this game, I do like Kansas to bounce back at home. Only four-point favorites. I, I will take the points there. Aaron? I agree. 11-1 at home. Um, a Bill Self coach team. I mean, at home, that's tough. Texas is only if, – if I'm reading this right, they're only four and two away. They've only played six away games. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. So, I, I'm taking Kansas. I'll take Kansas spread all night long. Uh, they're going to have a nice bounce back game. It's, it's a uh, Kansas. They, uh, the fun fact, Texas played uh, their first 12 games at home. Don't, don't, uh, don't know how that happens. But I, I, I'm sure there's probably two or three neutral site games. Yeah. But, uh, two and five on the road. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I I I think I think the uh, Jayhawks at home. You don't normally see a Kansas team minus three and a half at home against anybody. Normally they're five and a half. Like against uh, let's see who they play last time at home versus Kansas State. They were minus eight and a half at home, and they covered that. Yeah, I mean, or was it nine and a half? It was nine and a half, wasn't it, Tyler? Yeah, yeah it was nine and a half, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is for the program. I'm gonna pick Texas with the points. Um, Texas is fighting for that Big 12 win. 
So is Kansas, though. But I think it's a really close game, really, really close game at Kansas. I think they cover. I think the number is only going to go up. I think it's at four now. It went from three and a half to four, it looks like, on the Barstool, Barstool Sportsbook. But I, I think that it'll, the number will just keep going up. I would wait to the very last minute to bet this because I think it's going to be maybe five, six when it gets there. Well, one thing to uh, also take into consideration, uh, so Kansas plays Texas tomorrow. If Kansas wins, they will go to seven and four. Texas will go to eight and three. Iowa State will be seven and three. Kansas State six and four. So you have like all four of those teams. I think, all, yeah, I think it's just so big. I think they'll they'll be yeah. I mean, both teams will be up for the game. And yeah. And so I, I just think it's gonna be like, I mean, one to two point game, you know, either way. I think it's gonna be a really, really close game. Um, and that's, so that's why I'm taking the points. I I, uh, I think they're begging you to take Kansas at home. That's that's the way the number sees to me. The uh the interesting part about this is I was I'm kind of surprised because you know obviously coming into this year Texas and Kansas were the top two teams you know everyone looked at in this conference how late that Texas plays Kansas at home and then the last game of the uh, season for both teams is at Texas so Kansas at Texas that'll be I bet that'll be a big game that'll probably be a that might be the uh, championship you know the Big Twelve outright uh, regular season winner in that one. No, I agree. Go ahead. The last time Kansas has dropped four out of five conference games. Can anyone guess the year? 1988. We were all set. 1988. I mean, it's been forever. And I don't think – I just think they they get off this train pretty quickly. I mean, there's – I don't – very good coach, a lot of talent. A lot of these games have been close. I'm I'm going to take Kansas. I get what you're saying, Tyler. I think they are begging you to take them, but I think this is so so good of a team. They're always lights out at home. I'm going to take them in this spot. Number five team in the country, but Tuesday's Tuesday's slate. We're going to go to Tuesday's slate. All right. Big Ten matchup. I think it's a closer matchup than what you would see on paper. Rutgers at Indiana. I don't know the line. I don't know what it's going to be. I think there might be a little overreaction on Indiana, maybe make them a little more favorites than they are supposed to be here. Um, give me Rutgers uh, on the road with the points, plus the points probably. Garrett? Uh, Tim mentioned this earlier. Uh, Rutgers 2-4. and four. Obviously, this was the uh, Texas, but this is Rutgers 2-4 and four on the road. They haven't played very many away games. Um, and they have not fared well in those uh, – However, they have kept it pretty close. They kept it close uh, at Ohio State with a one point, and uh, against Iowa, they lost by about ten. But like Michigan State and Iowa, the second time they haven't played too well. Anyways, I, I'm probably gonna take if if it's like a, I'll take Indiana up to like six and a half points. I think I think that would be my line to put up. But if it if it gets above that, like if it gets to like eight and a half, nine and a half, I'll probably lean Rutgers. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take Indiana. Eleven and one at home. Uh, like Garrett said, Rutgers two and four on the road. I mean, they've only played six games. Um, Trace Jackson Davis loves playing at home. I mean, he's 19, 11, and four with two blocks at home. <laughs> so uh, he, he's. I think he's gonna keep keep uh, keep going forward. And I, he's another player who's up for uh, National Player of the Year debate. 
him, Jalen Wilson, and Edie, I think, are the top. Uh, there's another. There's a few more you can throw in there, but I think those three are uh, stand out. I understand we have two Big Tens in there, but Big Ten, I mean, it's a, that's the second best conference in in the nation, in my opinion. Big Twelve's one, and Big Ten's two. So um, I, I, I'm going. I'm going right now. Indiana. Uh, I'll take points. Uh, whatever they have, I think. Um, I I think this is a team that can can make a run at it. I don't know. If, They'll win it all, but I think they can make a run. I like Mike Woodson and what he's doing with the team. So uh, I'll take Indiana points at home. You, know, you guys keep saying they've only played six road games, but every Power Five team has only played six or seven road games up to this point. I mean, on the schedule, December, you're playing home games. You've got some neutral site games. Maybe you go to the Bahamas. You know, maybe you do go – to the Big 12 and play one away game before conference play. But I, I wouldn't read too much into that. I, I do like Rutgers here. I'm with Tyler. It's a scrappy team. We saw them get on a run last year where they've won five or six games in a row against ranked opponents. Had a big win against Michigan State yesterday and Indiana. Maybe a letdown spot here, but I will say, going back to Trace Jackson Davis, I was looking at that stat line. He had five blocks yesterday. And those weren't just little deflections. Those were – big man blocks. So he was awesome. That was just an awesome game to watch. Um, I do think the line will get close to 10 here because Indiana's pretty hyped right now. And 10? I think I think it could move close to 10. I think I think, I think, I, I think at close, I think it'd be like eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half, nine and a half. Um, so that's why I really like Rutgers here. I think there's going to be a big overreaction of Indiana being the one seed and saying that maybe – overhyping them better than they actually are. And I think Rutgers is a good enough team to keep it within the number. If it's anywhere from six to 10, I'll take Rutgers 100%. Um, so, so Clifford Omarui is going to walk into Assembly Hall and show Indiana, hey. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm saying they're going to cover the six to 10. But, yeah, I, I know. I know. But still, I think. I think Indiana's going to keep this hot streak going. I feel like we would have a different conversation if I was like Rutgers money line, but like I mean, yeah, yeah, losing by ten points, like I think that's pretty fair. I feel like they're going to at least lose by ten. I don't think it's going to be ten. I think it'll be seven and a half. That's I'll my guess. Take it there too. I won't take it there. All right, moving to the Big East. <clears throat> Marquette at UConn. Fish, go ahead and take us away. I got nothing on this game, but didn't did UConn win uh, yesterday? Are they still barely. hot? Barely, they're not hot by any means, but barely. They barely beat Georgetown. Yeah, Georgetown. They're struggling. They're struggling. Out of there next year. Yeah, Patrick Ewing should be out there by next year. He should have been out last year. Should have been out two years ago. Three years ago. Well, he did win the Big Twelve. He did win the Big East tournament one of those years. He won the tournament. He ran the table a few years ago, didn't he? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the year after COVID he ran the table. Honestly, I got nothing, but I will say UConn women, they did get beat by uh, who beat them? Was it South Carolina? I don't know. It was South a big Carolina deal. Good, man. I know, but still, you beat UConn women. I mean, that's that's a big deal. South Carolina is ranked one, right? Yeah, they are. That's a that's a that's the new powerhouse right there. Give me give me a uh, coach Mulkey from LSU. Oh gosh. She she gets up she gets the locker room fired up. 
she about punched that ref that one time. You remember? I that? know she gets a lot of fired <laughs> up. I saw, I saw, uh, I saw a thing at Fisher. You'll, you'll like this. It said Pat Summit, Pat Summit walked so Mulkey could run. I, I mean, saw that too. I freaking love that. Get get us a whole episode talking about Pat Summit. Uh, we'll we'll break. We'll I'll get the locker room fired up. She gets me fired up. That little uh, Pat Summit. That little like whatever that 30 for 30 or it's not 30 for 30, but it's like a little doc doc on her. Oh my. I'll, I mean, she, I'm about to run through Burke wall right now. Change the game for, for women. I mean, it's just amazing. Just the dynasty they had. I mean, you go to, you go to Thompson bowling arena and you look up in the rafters, women's national champion, women's national champion, women's kids, one elite eight appearance. <laughs> Man, the women, the women rule Knoxville. I'm telling you. Yeah. Anyway, Aaron, go ahead. Big East matchup. Big, big East matchup. Go ahead. So, coming into the year and, like, early on, I was huge on UConn. Huge, huge, huge. But they have been sliding a little bit. Like, I mean, Seton Hall, uh, what's his face is there now? Holloway. Holloway. Yeah. So, he – obviously, Holloway – he outcoached – what's his face? Hurley. Um. I like how this team's put together, but I'm not a big fan of Hurley. You know, he's not a really good in-game coach, in my opinion. He 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 can get locker room fired up too, but man, alive, he's he's getting this team's not looking very good. There are they are one, two, three, four, five, six, six losses in their last ten games. So four and six come down the stretch, and they got some tough games coming up with Marquette, Creighton, Seton Hall, Providence. So. Uh, this team might slide a little bit more. I'm, I might take Marquette and then it's whatever the money money's on or not money uh, points are on. The, this this game's a pick 'em, if you ask me. UConn's at home. Marquette's a better team. Has a better coach, Shaka Smart. I'm I it, whoever has the uh, whoever's plus money, I'm taking. Like I I think that's the go to in this one because I think this is honestly fifty fifty. Uh, I would lean Marquette probably to win it, but it, it's going to be close just because obviously you're at UConn. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to play that as a pick. Yeah, I'm not too confident on any any side, but I'm leaning Marquette right now. Give me uh, Connecticut at home. And let me tell you something. I'm not proud of this, but I love me some Shaheen Holloway. Probably the best coach I've ever seen in person, in game. I bet Seton Hall like five months ago to make the Final Four. Oh my! Yeah, I don't even know if they make the tournament. <laughs> they probably will. They probably will. As well, they again. beat UConn, dude. Give me some Shaheen Holloway. He gets in the tournament. Let watch him make a run real quick. Seton Hall's on the bubble. They're next four out. No, we're in. They're getting in. Shaheen Holloway. Time, I bet UConn, it'll be Paige Becker's National Player of the Year 2024. Love that. I love that. Is she a senior yet? I feel like she's been there for 12 years. I thought she was like a junior. She's out for a year. She's out. Tore ACL or something. That's right. And then COVID year, you can add that on too. Yeah. So she'll be like a, she'll be like a Fulkerson from Tennessee who play there for eight, eight years and yeah, sell car insurance around the local area. Basically, Perry Ellis. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to hear any disrespect on Thor- Thorkerson's name again. I fist bumped him 
There's some good energy coming from that guy. Some good energy. Anytime you say crap on any Tennessee player, I'm just going to say I fist bumped him and they had good energy. All right. <laughs> Grant Will. Hey, this is for Jacob. Grant Williams is a scrub. All right. He's a scrub, man. He's not going to get paid next year. He's going to be a free agent. Come back to Tennessee, be on the coaching staff. Yeah. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding. All right. Let's go real quick. That we're not going to talk about it very much. All right. I might, but you guys might, but I'm not. NC State at Virginia. ACC game. Give me NC State plus the points. Go ahead, Garrett. Let me let me pull this up. I'm pulling it up. Uh, because I don't. I it's not in my top twenty-five. Um, is it at Virginia? Yeah. Oh, it is in my top twenty-five. What am I looking at? Uh, I kind of like. I uh, this is I think you're going to see this line come in at NC State like plus seven and a half, and I'm I will be taking NC State plus seven and a half all day in this one. Virginia is is not the type of team to just absolutely go in and just blow somebody out. The only really teams that they've blown out this year are Monmouth, which was like three and twenty last I checked, and uh, Middle uh, Maryland Eastern, which is almost worse than Monmouth. Everybody else is they played within about at least 10 to 15 points. I think NC State will come in and play this one pretty close. Well, talk about another 15-year player. Uh, what's his name? Clark? Kihei? Yeah, he's been there for how many years? Six? It seems like it. <laughs> um, I don't have much on this game. I like Virginia. I like what uh, – what's his face? What's his name? Um, first name's Tony, I think, isn't it? Tony, uh, Tony Bennett. Bennett, yes, Tony Bennett. Um, just a great coach. Um, Virginia at home is always tough. NC State's really good this year. I really don't have anything for this game. It's just going to be a good game to watch. Is NC State not ranked? No, not yet. Hey, give me the home team out tonight. Back spot, man. They they got beat by uh, Virginia Tech. And uh, uh, they were pretty cold. I mean, forty percent from the field. Their their guys didn't show up to play. So, I if seven and a half points is the line. I think Virginia's to play. See, th- this is the problem with those Virginia team. They're they're not shooters. That they're really they don't put up. Like let, let's see what their average points per game is. They're like a seventy. Like they're very average at best like this nc state team can score the ball they're averaging 80 points a game so i uh i think it's going to be obviously it's going to be who dictates the tempo but uh i, I like nc state to get this this uh virginia team running and see uh, how kihei clark and that the rest of the those virginia guys go yeah all right last Game, maybe we'll talk about. I, I mean, I have a few other games that we'll talk about, but this is the last big game that we're going to talk about. Number 15, TCU, on the road against number seven, Kansas State. And but I know Garrett just said something about Big 12 home teams taking care of business, but I think TCU is a very good basketball team. I think TCU could win the national championship. I think TCU is that good. I do. And so their defensive rating, they're 20th in the country. 
And then they're – so, I mean, defense travels, take care of business, TCU plus the points probably. Quick question. Um, and this is something I don't even know, which surprises me, but is Miles playing? I don't think Miles is playing. He has his guy who killed that person. What? No. No, that's Darius. I, I'm telling you, if he does not play, I I will a hundred percent be taking Kansas State. No, he's not playing. As long as as long as it's not over like six and a half, seven points. I I it, if Miles is not playing this TCU, yeah, he's already out. Bit, I think. Yeah, if he's I out, I'm taking. I was going to take TCU anyway. Yeah, I'm taking TCU anyway. Lamp Lampkin's still out too. You're taking so you're taking TCU your without dog. Lampkin and without Miles. Your dogs. Yeah, I am. You, you just lost to Oklahoma State and you just lost to Mississippi State and you're still taking them with those two guys out. Also, me? Yes. Yeah. Goodness gracious! Oklahoma State is a good conference team, and Mississippi State is not a bad SEC team. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. Kansas Oklahoma State. At I'm not going to. I'm not going to disagree. Oklahoma well, State's not a bad I mean, team. It just depends on what the line is. If the line is outrageous, I'll take Kansas State. I'll let you guys know. Right now, I'm leaning TCU. I would take TCU, TCU if it was like ten, but if it's under, if it's under five, if it's under six, I'm probably taking Kansas State. It's I'm just, right now, my lean would be TCU. How long are to my win it? Empting out for no the cover. Okay, I don't know. Guys, listen know. to this. Listen to these next few games: at Kansas State versus Baylor, at Iowa State versus Oklahoma State versus Kansas, at Texas Tech versus Texas, and finish at Oklahoma. They're that all is a stretch. That that's what all of those Big Twelve teams are like. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying without those two guys, they might fall bad. Yeah. I know I agree, but I'm just saying for them to cover I'm leaning for them to cover this game. I'll probably wake up tomorrow. I'll probably wake up on Tuesday and see the line and say, Okay, I'm taking Kansas State. Well we'll we'll see. We'll see. I I I'm I would be surprised if this line comes out as high as you think it's going to. All right. Anybody else got anything on this game? Talk, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't talk to you guys about this, but we're going to talk about a game that I missed: Maryland at Michigan State. That's an interesting game to me. Big Ten game. I know Michigan State's not very great in the conference rankings, um, but Michigan State's a pretty solid basketball team. And I think that even though they're still a pretty solid basketball team, I think Maryland comes in there, take care of business, and cover the spread. Whatever happens. Anything else on that, boys? I'm sorry. I know I kind of put it on you, but uh, I you know the crazy part is, is that I really liked Maryland at the start of this year, and then it got to the point where I bet them whenever they went on the stretch of Wisconsin, and then they were, uh, and then they were at home against Tennessee, and it was like a pickup game, and they were like just under, so it was like plus one and a half, and then UCLA they were like plus eight and a half in a stretch. And I bet them three straight games, and they lost and didn't cover any of those. So, uh, I don't know. I don't really think I can bet Maryland ever again. So, I think I will probably be taking Michigan State. Yeah, I blame Michigan State, too. Twelve or 9-2 at home. You got Tom Izzo as your coach still. 
Uh, Maryland's two and five away. Um, Rizzo's maybe the most overrated coach ever. That's that's a pretty hot take. I mean, what? Tell me his track record other than two thousand national championship. I mean, he's always consistent. Every every team he's coached has always been talked about as one of the top teams in the, in the nation. Yeah, this one this one's really top. I I agree with you there. The last five years, they've been top team in the nation too. Okay, but we're talking about right now. You just said it's an interesting game. And they don't have because the Big what? Ten they just beat each other up. I think it's an interesting game that way. But I think Tom Izzo is talked about as like one of these all time great coaches when he has one national championship. I didn't say he's all time great coach. I feel like he. Is, I'm not saying you. I'm saying I think just everybody. I feel like he's in that group of like all time greats, and he's not. Who'd you put above him? And then Coach K. I mean, like. Obviously, Coach K. I mean, like someone who, <laughs> someone who like shouldn't or is like right there neck and neck with him. Would Would you put Would you put Bill Self over him? Yes, I would, would put Jay. Put, I would put Jay Wright over him. I would even put Tony Bennett over him. Tony Bennett. Okay. I would would put, you put? Um, let's see. What's another good one? I would even put maybe and this Matt is- Painter. Would you put Matt Painter no. over him? No. No. <laughs> Would you put um, Rick Patino? Patino, yes. Rick Barnes. Slick Rick. Yes. Rick Barnes over Tom Izzo? Because Only because I fist bumped him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any Tennessee story from 2022 will lead back to, well, I fist bumped him. Golly. <laughs> I would say, you know, a good comparison to me, and and a good comparison, and, and this is a conversation, and you're wearing the hat right now. I think a close neck and neck race would be Jim Beheim. Oh Tom. my! I'm serious. You're you're putting Tom Izzo and Jim Beheim in the same sense. They both have the same national championship. I would agree. I'd say they are probably close in Final Four appearances. Yeah, I would probably give uh, Tom Izzo the nod just because Jim Beheim. Only knows how to run two three zone. Well, all right, we're getting off track here, guys. Let's talk about one more game. All right, one more. That's it. One last, one last game. Arkansas going to Lexington, Kentucky. The must bus travels through. They're covering the spread. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I, I, I will never bet Kentucky again this year. John Calipari is the worst in game coach ever to coach college basketball. I wouldn't. I would not disagree with that statement. Kentucky you put John Calipari above Jim Beheim? No, no, no. No. Jim Beheim's five and one against Tom Izzo in his career. That's tough. So Jim Beheim beats Tom Izzo. I mean, Tom. Again, my point. Fisher, go ahead about the must bus. I know you got. I know you love him. I didn't have much. I, I said Kentucky. I did bet Kentucky on Saturday, minus four and a half. They did pull it out, two clutch free throws down the stretch to beat Florida. But I was going to say something on um, Gonzaga, too, because we didn't talk about Gonzaga. There were oh, six sorry. ranked first ranked games on Saturday, which was like the most ever in the AP era. So huge Saturday. Gonzaga against St. Mary's. I was on Gonzaga Thursday and Saturday. They covered Thursday. Got beat Saturday, but I still think the Zags 
can make a deep run, not win it all, but they can make a deep run in the tournament. Look, they still return over two-thirds of their minutes and their scoring from last year. Obviously, they don't have Chet Holmgren. There was another guy who went to the NBA. Can't, can't remember his name. They've still got some decent Damn players. Hard. Yes. Drew Timmy um, is still freaking awesome. I mean, he did his part, 23 points. I mean, he's, he's almost like a walking double-double. And uh, I know you, know you guys hate him, but he is an awesome villain. He is an awesome villain in college basketball right now. And, why do you uh, think he? Why do you think everyone looks at him as a villain? Because no one because, likes him. Because, because why? Because people are tired of Gonzaga and they're tired of the narrative, and I think people are exhausted with the fact that Gonzaga is hyped every year and they play crummy teams. Good answer. And Good. They get to the March Madness and then they lose early, and a lot. I think a lot of people lose money. I think a lot of people lose money on them. I'll never, I'll ne- listen. I'll never bet Gonzaga ever again. I'll never, I'll never, ever, ever pick him in my bracket ever. Like I, I got screwed so bad one year because I put him in like the Elite Eight or like the Final Four, and they lost in like the round of thirty-two. I mean, I have been. I mean, it is, and and then what really fires me up the one year they do make the national championship and they get freaking blown out by twenty to Baylor. I got freaking Drew Timmy on my freaking TV screen when he's down by twenty, going like this, like <laughs> quit, quit. I dude, that freaking fired me up. I'm like Baylor's smoking you, and you're freaking doing a sky hook, and you freaking give me a mustache. Quit. But Gonzaga, so they were number twelve. They're gonna drop to maybe sixteenth. They could come in as a four or a five seed in this tournament and still be dangerous for a few games. I I'm just I know people are exhausted with the narrative. I know Tyler's tired of Gonzaga. That's fine, but join the Pac-12. Like, what are we doing? There's two teams leaving yes. the Pac-12. Join the Pac-12. Get fr- get a freaking football team and join the Pac-12 one time. It affects the other sports. That's the problem. It's right in your freaking backyard. If you want to – if Mark Few's tired of freaking hearing people, uh, like, crap on Gonzaga, maybe you should put the freaking flash down and join the Pac-12. It's right in your backyard. That's all I got to say to Gonzaga administration and Mark Few. Join the Pac-12. I'm tired of it. Would Anything you put Mark else? Few above? Drink and drive. No. I wouldn't have Mark Few in my top 100 coaches ever in the NCAA. Okay. If I had to get one coach to drive the team bus, <laughs> few, few brewskis, it'd be Mark Few. I think Mark Few, I think I would take uh, Coach K's grandson with uh, Paulo Bancaro. <laughs> all right, all right, we're, we're way too deep on that. Anything else on college basketball? Mark, you don't. Uh, yeah, you, you want me to tell my pick for tomorrow that's a lock? Yeah. Weber State oh, at man. Northern Colorado. Weber State money line, maybe it's minus 108 right now. Love they it. are clearly the better team. This Northern Colorado team is not good, they are not good at all. It's in the crumbs, baby. Mine's in the crumbs. In the crumbs. Weaver State. Lo- if I were you, I'd take it right now because I think this. I think you're going to see Weaver State be like minus two and a half, minus three and a half tomorrow. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Duke plus the whatever it was on the road against plus my- three and a half. Plus three and a half. I love that. I'm taking Southern minus six against Alabama State. That's that's my second one. I like that one, Tim. I love yeah. that. I don't have and one it, yet. It'll be on the uh, it'll be on the Twitter tomorrow. But I will say, talking about the crumbs, Missouri Valley Conference before Saturday, 
there was a four-way tie for first place and a four-way tie for fifth place. So eight teams were within a game of each other in the Missouri Valley Conference at nine and four, eight and five. I mean, you got you got Murray State's the new addition, but you got Missouri State, you got Southern Illinois, you got Drake. I mean, there's some decent Midwestern, uh, you know, s- small schools. It's going to make for a really, really fun March Madness. Some of these small conferences. And it's it's awesome because like every conference is like that. You know what I mean? Like the, everyone's so close, and I think that this March Madness might be like the craziest March Madness we've ever seen. Not even just the double NCAA tournament. I'm talking about. Con- I tell you, this is maybe hot take. I almost love the conference tournaments more than I do the actual like NCAA tournament. And I love the NCAA tournament, but the conference I, tournaments I are good. Seriously, I. I do very much enjoy the conference tournaments, especially like the crumb ones. I like, love watching about, like Grambling State. Like the NCAA tournament, you have four games on at one time. The conference tournament, you literally could have like 15 games. Yep. Uh, I mean, you can't watch them all unless you have 15 screens. But like you can watch like, you know, five, you know, 10 games at a time if you go to like a sports bar or you have just that at your house. Like, like I mean, it's it's just all wall-to-wall basketball and there's no break. And I love it. Are we hey, having I, a fat stacks March Madness thing this year? Oh yeah, we will. Yeah, bracket challenge. Yeah. Okay. Hey, pimp. Just to add yours, I will probably do this parlay tomorrow. I'm. I right now I have three teams in it. It mm-hmm. was the two we already mentioned: pimp Who's having that? Southern, me having Weaver State, and like I, I. I Grambling was my third one. That was my third one. I love all three of those tomorrow, man. Aztecs parlay, Duke, Weber State. Grand. No, not, not Duke. I love them throwing Duke in mine. All right, guys. Anything else on college basketball? Uh, where's Where's Brawny going to end up going? Ohio State. I think it's between that and USC. And somehow I, I still has an Oregon there, too. I don't know how Oregon's in his top three, but. Who USC knows? or UCLA, I think one of those two. I think UCLA's out. Oh, he said no, the UCLA. It's USC, Oregon, or Ohio State is what it was narrowed down to like two days I, ago. Okay, well, it's not Oregon, so it has to be no. one of the other two. I don't know why Oregon's even. I think it's Ohio State, 100%. Guys, we'll see you guys later. Always bet <laughs> Oh, no. Always bet Start over. Start over. Start yeah. over. End it better. End it better. You can't let's just start say, the whole. Let's start the whole thing over. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Justin Fields is the answer. Always better. Okay. Now we gotta start it 